go. It's on. It's on. Well, not much. <laughs> Nomad Sculpt. Boy, that's easier than Blender. Bike ride from Beijing or Hong Kong to London. What <laughs> crazy idea. I'm not sure I want to poop anywhere else just yet. Posted some new vids from a flight during a thunderstorm. The weather is getting warmer. Very nice, isn't it? And is it the spring equinox? No, that's next month. Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well and uh, enjoying, if you're in Beijing, enjoying the warmer weather. It uh, it's It's gotten nicer over the last week or so. Uh, which, if you are being reminded of your photos that you took and posted on your social medias um, last year, we had snow at this time. This was the uh, Winter Olympics uh, last year at this time uh, throughout February. So um, this year is a lot different. <laughs> we do not have a, as we don't have any snow. I think there was some ice uh, on the uh, the ground today, but overall, it's still a lot nicer. And actually, of all things. Uh, the lady who runs an obscene amount in the morning is back again. She, I haven't seen her outside uh, at that uh, in the morning uh, as uh, not until today, basically. Or maybe it was just, yeah, no, it was today. I think it was the first time I've seen her. I think she used to run during the day, or she went to um, like a, a gym or something. That I'm not entirely sure, but uh, she's this lady who just runs. I think she runs like 10 miles or something. I can't remember. But I asked her one time. She doesn't talk to anybody. She doesn't. There's no like, oh, hey, is it going? No, no. She doesn't even look at people. She is that dialed in. She puts in her, her AirPods or earphones or whatever it is and just runs. I mean, it's actually kind of phenomenal. Uh, and of all funny things is that when she stops running, she's usually on her phone and like on WeChat or something. So it's just like, oh, uh, they just can't get away from it, can they? <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm not sure if uh, she has other things to deal with. I know she has a kid, uh, that sort of thing. And um, and the reason why like I mentioned this is because she's one of these ladies who's um, all, like, consistently out there all the time running. Uh, I think there's sometimes when it rains heavily, she'll push it back. Uh, but she's always out there and she... Uh, she, I think she goes for a pace. Like she must be. I'm not sure if she trains for anything or anything or anything like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure how she could train for anything because like she's just running all the time. No idea. But uh, it's actually it's kind of neat to see that there is someone who's that sort of dedicated to run uh, that much. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, and she runs like again like ten miles it makes my two miles or four miles just look like a warm up basically. <laughs> Uh, all that being said, so she's out there. I mean, not, not that she's like the uh, uh, the barometer of whether or not, you know, it's good to run outside anymore. But, I mean, it shows that things are warming up. What, we're mid-February? Not mid-February. We're kind of like m- middle to end of February. Because, no, we're at end of February. When is the middle? The middle was last week. Right, now we're basically in the last third of uh, February because this is such a short month. Next week... This day, like next Tuesday, is the February twenty eighth, which is the uh, the end of the month. Anyway, uh, so one of these things I've been working on lately. Um, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about uh, a potential project for the month of February, and uh, I was sort of debating whether or not I actually wanted to go through with it. I'm glad I didn't. 
uh, because it was one of these things where I was sort of feeling the stress a little bit uh, in terms of um, being trying to be productive every single day. I want to take that that stress off, knowing that March, April, May, those were going to be big months for uh, uh, everyday production. I'm actually I'm, I'm even starting to think that maybe April won't be a big production month. March will be, and May will be. But April, I'm starting to think maybe I'm not sure if it's worth it to try to do After Effects again. If I if I don't upgrade any of my equipment. Uh, or anything like that, because it just it runs so slowly. It's more of a, a slog than anything else. If I could find, like, I'd want to learn how to use After Effects, but it's if I need such a system to make it work, it, it just becomes like, well, then why would I bother? Because then that means I have to have that system all the time, right? And I, I just as as I've noticed my own ways of doing th- things. I don't need the latest and greatest technology, uh, and if Apple, uh, if uh, After Effects needs it, then maybe that's one program I'm going to have to find a, a workaround, basically. So, so I have been using this uh, program, this app on my iPad called Nomad Sculpt, and I'm, I talked about it a little bit because I want to learn how to do sculpting with the idea to create characters that I could then export into Blender, rig, and then export into Motion. And animate. Now, in theory, you could do this all with an After Effects, or you could do it with Blender and After Effects if you want to go uh, what you'd sort of see as the uh, the more professional route. Uh, but uh, this is sort of the the cheaper option. The one, well, I would have had to pay for Motion. I would have to pay for Nomad Sculpt. I did pay for that, I should say. So anyway, this has actually been kind of neat, and it's a not. It's a lot a lot easier of a program to use than Blender. If you ever tried to use Blender before, uh, you'll know, you'll probably sympathize, sympathize with me that if you don't know all the shortcuts, you just won't be able to use it. It's it's a, it's not a very intuitive program in that, in that sense. Um, you do have to watch tutorials, you do have to look at the, uh, uh, not, not the guidebook, what's the other thing that's called, the, um, the instru- user manual or instructions sort of thing. Um, and it's just the learning curve is huge. Whereas Nomad Sculpt, I mean, just playing around with it. It's also touch-based, which makes things a lot easier when you're sculpting. It's um, It runs very well on the iPad as well. So uh, I've been having some fun with that. Uh, I, I'm by no means thinking that. I'm Actually, in doing this, I was kind of looking at this the other day. I was going, Stephen, how much do you actually want to try to do on your own like this is this is the thing and and where is this going i mentioned before that i want to create like an animated tv show or an animated short of sorts and this idea has been in my mind before kind of debating i don't really have a storyline to tell you the truth so that's one thing but i did start thinking about other ways i could make work for myself in this manner to both push encourage motivate inspire myself to get these things done uh, one of the things I would be doing probably is creating uh, short animations for my language vlog channel, which would just be a, like an experiment in trying things out, basically. I have also looked at developing video games before, which re- require characters. Now, I know that Unity, which is the pl- platform that I, uh, I've sort of decided to use, uh, this one, again, Unity also requires uh, either an upgrade in system or it requires using an external hard drive, which I can do, of course. But it's another one of these things that, you know, if you need the latest and greatest, 
then how useful is it to you if you're not in that business sort of thing, right? But this is where Nomad Sculpt comes in is that you can do these things. That It's sort of like your your almost your basis like because you can do your character creation, export it to Blender, uh, export it to Motion, or export it to Unity and things like that. Now, if you're thinking, Stephen, can't you download a template? You'd be right. Yes, you can. You can download templates for a lot of these things. Uh, and so for a lot of like the Unity projects, Blender projects, Motion, you can download lots of templates. It's whether or not you they actually uh, fit your needs and then also if you're able to modify them because you can download a template. And it's the same with like code or even a memorized response. <laughs> if you can't make it your own, then either it's going to look like you're faking it or it's just going to look like garbage or sound like garbage, right? Uh, so that's where I was kind of thinking with Nomad Sculpt. I might get into it a little bit. I'm going gentle on myself with this one. I mean, there's no way. Do I think that I could be creating, you know, uh, what would you say, viral characters, uh, characters that would be part of the mainstream? Or do you think that, you know, it's going to be some sort of, you're going to take on Family Guy or something? No. <laughs> this is like literally, I want to be able to create um, like sort of animated environments and stuff like that in that sense where I'm able to create as much of these things on my own and I'm not in Blender because Blender has been very difficult to use and Nomad Sculpt has basically made it very easy to do. I've been creating little characters, but I think the other thing I got to start trying doing is just making objects out of it. And again, a lot easier to do when you're doing it with hand by, by your hands and the Apple Pencil, it's a lot easier to do uh, than using a mouse or a trackpad or anything else uh, with the uh, the computer. Anyway, enough of the uh, the digital media. I know a lot of people. Actually, there's quite a few people who are. I know there there are people interested in it, but vast majority probably aren't interested in the nitty gritty details of it. What I can say is that in my own sort of looking forward you know, away from China, away from, you know, maybe not even away from China, but, you know, possibly still in China, but globally, you know, going forward three, five, ten years, uh, aside from that Delta qualification, looking at doing more new media exposure, because with this stuff, you can also create GIFs, GIFs, those little rotating images, right, like that. I mean, those are all done in animation programs. So that don't be surprised if I send you a new GIF, GIF, whatever it is, and it's like some abomination of a character. It's probably because I'm trying to trying something out. <laughs> Beijing, no, Hong Kong to London. Would you do it by bike? Okay, so this is this journey actually has been done a few times before. I mean, this is not this is nothing new. Um, a few years ago, 2017, I tried. I wanted to go from Beijing to uh, the capital of the East Slavic state that's close to Ukraine. Uh, I never, I made it, but during that journey, I had to cut it short because I had to return to Canada for, uh, my, well, my father died. Actually, a week ago, five, six years ago, a week, last week, basically, that's when that whole thing, my life basically changed over within a week, basically. Yeah, kind of crazy. But uh, Beijing to um, like to Europe... Beijing to London is also uh, possible. Beijing to Barcelona is like your your big train trip uh, that uh, people want to uh, take. But the cycling, cycling, these guys, there is uh, there's a website, journeytotheeast.com. It, it follows 
um, this duo from the UK. They cycled from London down to Hong Kong. It was like 15,000, 13,000 miles, 17,000 kilometers, something like that. They didn't come through Beijing. So Beijing would not be on that itinerary uh, if you were to cycle that way. But they they do a massive documentation. Uh, they did it for um, to raise awareness and to raise money for prostate uh, UK, prostate cancer UK research sort of thing. Uh, and they raised uh, several thousand dollars, which was kind of neat. And they're in their 20s, or they were a couple of years ago when they did this. Um, they still should be in their 20s, I think. Uh, so they're, you know, young guys. And this is, there's, so there's a couple things that got me about this journey. Number one, this is not a new journey. Okay, a lot of people have done this before without much fanfare. A lot of people have just done it, right? I remember when I was in Xinjiang uh, 2015, I remember meeting, they, they weren't Canadians, were they? Or they were they Australians? I can't remember where they were from. Uh, but they were cycling, they might have been, who knows, cycling from London down to Hong Kong, no fanfare, it was like four of them, I think, that they were all cycling. And they said, yeah, it just sucks. You're cycling all the time. You would think that you're in good shape, but you're not. You're just knackered all the time. Uh, you're on the, the bike. Um, and especially when they hit Xinjiang, uh, they started to encounter, I mean, they'd had problems with police all throughout the sort of journey, but like Xinjiang is like where they, if they rolled up into the a wrong city or something like that, they were basically turned away. Uh, like same with the the hotels like China's notorious for this like where you're a foreigner uh, if you have a passport from another country the hotel isn't authorized to have you there which I mean in other countries you'd call it racism here you'd call it just not authorized to have foreigners in that hotel be that as it may they were doing that trip and they were since they were in Xinjiang I'm not sure how long it took them I, I didn't keep in touch with them after that but uh um, this this group this duo that actually did document the journey. I mean, they the po- they picked it, posted these pictures, and I'm looking at these going. I don't know if this inspires me. <laughs> like I don't. I mean, it's kind of neat that they did cycle up to the peak uh, in Hong Kong, but I'm going. I uh, I don't know. And and this is the big thing. They're in their twenties, and I'm going. Uh, this isn't like a midlife crisis thing, sort of, is it? I mean, first of all, not even close. But second of all, I'm going, but if I were, if I were to do something like this, I mean, I could grow the beard out again. You know, you could do something like that. Uh, would I really want to cycle? Like, have I ever really cycled anywhere? I mean, I didn't start cycling again until a couple of years ago in Beijing with the, the rental bikes, the, the share bikes that they have here. What about cycling from Hong Kong to London or Beijing to London? Which way would I go? Would I go through Xinjiang? <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I mean, I guess I haven't checked. I didn't check uh, if anyone's doing it at the moment. I'm sure there's somewhere on the, someone is on the road right now doing a journey like this. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Would you do this? Would you do one of these excessively long journeys? It took them like nine months, 10 months to do it. And they did it over the winter, which was really kind of, I guess it makes sense because it was cold. It's easy. Is it easier to fight cold or easier to fight heat when you are uh, being physically active? I guess that would be the question. So with this, number one, 
would I be willing to poop in another place? Because honestly, a lot of travel comes down to like whether or not you're okay with taking a shit, taking a dump in different toilets. Like what's your cleanliness factor, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about you yourself. It's like, where do you want to be clean in sort of thing? Uh, what places? Uh, number two, how the timing, like it's not like in two hour journey. This is a, a commitment of time, which means you're unemployed, no money coming in, but not as much money going out as you think. Like we're, we're talking like you could budget this for $15,000 Canadian, maybe, okay, maybe 20,000 Canadian. Cause that puts you at what? 15,000 British pounds, roughly around there, right? You could do it. In Southeast Asia, you could live uh, $2,000 a month. It's it's not difficult to live on a very minimal budget, especially if you're not paying exorbitant rent fees. You're not going to be staying in uh, nice hotels all the time. You're going to stay maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. You'll be going to stay in Airbnbs, or no, not even Airbnbs, like uh, B&Bs, bed and breakfasts, or uh, guest houses and stuff like that. So, or you're going to camp sometimes. You're going to going to camp where it's warm and where you're able to do it, where you need to do it. Uh, so you're going to have all that sort of gear there as well uh, that will enable you to, to survive the elements, hopefully, <laughs> right? Hopefully uh, you want to. And, and these paths are known. Like It's not like you're going to be traveling without GPS these days, right? I guess uh, the thing is like, well, where's your drone? Where's your GoPro? Where's your phone, right? Those are the three things that you need when you're taking a, an extended bike journey, right? Right? Oh, yeah, food, water, clothes, etc. And how do you fix a tire? No idea. I mean, could it be a learning experience? Yeah. Do I want that? Eesh. And then, and then what? So you cycle across the world, <laughs> Hong Kong or Beijing to London. Then what do you do? It's like now you got to find a job. <laughs> what have you been up to lately? Well, I just cycled across the world. Great. Can, do you know Python? Um, well, I do know some Python. Well, do you know how to write a for loop? No, I don't. I can ask ChatGPT. Oh, that's so 2023. We've so gone beyond that. Now you have to think in the metaverse before asking a question of ChatGPT. Uh, yeah, how? I don't think the the world. I don't think AI will speed that much ahead, regardless of how scared some people are about it being a sentient thing. It is not. Uh, so anyway, an interesting idea. It also kind of. I'm not reading about this journey, this sort of extended journey. I go and I see other people traveling and stuff like that. And I go another. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Another reason why I I haven't left China and the reason I'm I'm not traveling is because I kind of like just being situated in one place. One place. That's it. I really do. I'm enjoying the settlement. <laughs> I I guess I'm enjoying the settlement because I I'm so used to it not being settled like prior to coming to China. And this is the first apartment that I've lived in for this long. Okay, like it, we're talking first ever and the first time I've had a job for this long. So every day that I'm here in the current role, in the current apartment, I mean, adds to the longest thing ever. And so if I were to start that again, what's going to happen is that mentally I'm going to mark off all the different milestones that I had while doing this. And uh, so seven years or whatever it is, six or seven years. I mean, do you remember your first argument with your, your landlord? Do you remember some of the issues you had with the, the apartment? Uh, do you remember how you started, um, like how you started modifying things so you could fit more things into a smaller space? 
uh, you know, you start, of course, you know some people outside as well, but I mean, would they notice if I was gone? <laughs> Probably not. But you, you, so you go, oh, and then when, uh, like, when the oven stopped working, how long did it take for that? How long did it take for the shower heads to go? Sort of thing. Like, so there's all these little things that you probably don't really think about uh, when you are situated in one spot. But when you move to a new place, you're like, oh, okay, well, it's been a year in, so something like this has got to go wrong at some point, right? Or something like this and something like that. Uh, at what point do you paint walls? Like, I've never painted walls. Why would I? I mean, why would I waste the money on something I'm not, I'm not going to see for, well long time even though i've been here for a long time so this bike journey going what if what if i just got on one of the alipay bikes and kept going <laughs> you know or if I, I got a road bike and just kept going just didn't come back you know how far could i go okay honestly first of all it's a bit cold so you need a jacket second of all um you could probably you'd be okay until you got to xinjiang which would be kind of an issue because that's when things get dicey a little bit Getting out of Xinjiang would be horrible as well. Going through all of that um, on the same bike, uh, you'd need a proper road bike for that sort of thing, like a proper proper trail bike. And you don't want to be just taking an alley. Although, you know, challenge? Cha no, you don't want to. I'm telling you, you do not want to do that at all. I don't know. Would you do a long journey like that? What about train trips? Ever thought about? Um, ever thought about that? I can tell you about some of the bus journeys I've had before uh, in another uh, another episode. Same with the train journeys. Those are kind of neat. Uh, they're a little bit more civilized than taking a bike for 10 months across the world. But all right. Uh, I have posted some new vids. Speaking of travel, um, did post... Um, what is this? This is a takeoff from Taiyuan Airport. I don't know. This was June 25th, 2021. Um, I don't know why we took an, air, uh, an airplane that day. Usually we take a... Uh, a train usually we did used to anyway when back in the days when we used to travel but this journey was actually kind of unique because not only do i have the full takeoff uh but this is the uh, air uh, the the flight that we encountered a thunderstorm along the way that was over beijing and it was like one of those moments you're like i hope they know what they're doing because <laughs> we're flying right towards that thing uh so i do have uh, three videos from it uh <laughs> most of it's quite boring the takeoff's kind of neat because you can see the whole city and stuff like that uh so that it, it's like looking out the window basically the thunderstorm thing uh is basically from the distance you just see the the multiple like the a lot of these flashes happening in the in the clouds in the distance and it's kind of neat you're kind of like, ah, that's what a thunderstorm looks like from above right not neat all uh let's hope don't fly into that please uh and then the landing as well is actually into beijing capital international airport so if you were missing those days, uh, missing the, uh, I don't have the smell for you, but if you want to see the, remind you uh, of the, the views that we had when traveling and stuff like that, those are up on the, my YouTube channel, uh, my uh, regular YouTube channel with all the other travel vids on there. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. Hope you guys are doing well. Drop me a line if you need anything, if you want to be inspired to travel and poop in different places. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.